9.4 bumper rules. The bumper is required assembly which makes attach which attaches to the robot's frame. Bumpers protect robots from damaging or being damaged by other robots and field elements. Criteria used in writing these rules include the following. Minimize variety of bumpers so teams can expect consistency. Minimize the amount of design challenges in creating bumpers. Minimize the cost of bumper materials and maximize use of relatively ubiquitous materials. Bumpers should protect all corners. Robots are required to use bumpers to protect all outside corners of the frame perimeter. For adequate protection, at least six inches or 16 centimeters of bumper must be placed on each side of each outside corner and must extend within one fourth of an inch of the frame perimeter corner. If a frame perimeter side is shorter than 12 inches, that entire frame perimeter side must be protected by a bumper. A round or circular frame perimeter or segment of the frame perimeter is considered to have an infinite number of corners. Therefore, the entire frame or frame segment must be completely protected by bumpers. The dimension defined in this rule is measured along the frame perimeter. The, for the portion of the bumper that extends beyond the corner of the frame perimeter is not included in the 6-inch requirement. Bumpers must stay low. Bumpers must be located entirely within the bumper zone, which is the volume contained between the floor and virtual horizon plane, 7.5 inches, above the floor in reference to the robot standing normally on a flat floor. Bumpers do not have to be parallel to the floor. This measurement is intended to be made as if the robot is resting on a flat floor without ch changing the robot configuration, not relative to the height of the robot from the field carpet. Examples include a robot that is at an angle while navigating the field has its bumpers outside the bumper zone. If this robot were virtually transposed onto a flat floor and its bumpers are in the bumper zone, it meets the requirements of this rule. A robot deploys a mechanism which lifts the bumpers outside the bumper zone when virtually transported onto a flat floor. This violates this rule. Bumpers shouldn't move. Bumpers must not be articulated relative to the frame perimeter. Bumpers must come off. Bumpers must be designed for quick and easy installation and removal to facilitate inspection and waiting. As a guideline, bumpers should be able to be installed or removed by two people in fewer than five minutes. Bumpers indicate your alliance. Each robot must be able to display red or blue bumpers to reflect their alliance color as assigned in the match schedule distributed at the event, as described in section 11.1 .1 match schedules. Bumper markings visible when installed on the robot, other than the following, are prohibited. Those required per R406, hook loop tape or snap fasteners backed by the hard parts of the bumper, solid white first logos between four and three quarters of an inch and five and a quarter of an inch wide, i.e. comparable to those available in the charged up virtual kit, and narrow areas of underlying fabric exposed at seams, corners, or folds. The frame perimeter facing surfaces of bumpers are not displayed, and thus this rule does not apply. Team number on bumpers. Team bumpers must be displayed and positioned on the bumpers such that an observer walking around the perimeter of the robot can unambiguously tell the team's number from any point of view and meet the following additional criteria. A. Consist of only white Arabic numerals and at least four inches high and quarter 
half of an inch in stroke width. Half inch stroke width requirement applies to the majority of the stroke. Font elements less than a half of an inch, such as serifs, rounded edges, small hairlines or gaps, etc., are permitted as long as the majority of the stroke meets the sizing requirement and the numbers are unambiguous. B. Must not wrap around sharp corners less than 160 degrees of the frame perimeter and C. May not substitute logos or icons for numerals. There is no prohibition against splitting team numbers onto different sections of bumper. The intent is that the team's number is clearly visible and unambiguous so that the judges, referees, announcers, and other teams can easily identify competing robots. This marking is intended to display the team number, only not, not to intentionally change the surface characteristics of the bumper. Excessive material usage as any part of any team number marking will invite close scrutiny. R407, Bumper Weight Limit. Each set of bumpers, including any fasteners and or structures that attach them to the robot, must weigh no more than 15 pounds. If a multi-part attachment system is utilized, e.g. interlocking brackets on the robot and the bumper, then the elements permanently attached to the robot will be considered part of the robot, and the elements attached to the bumpers will be considered part of the bumper. Each element must satisfy all applicable rules for the re relevant system. R408, bumper construction. Bumpers must be constructed as follows. A, be backed by a three quarters of an inch thick by five inches plus or minus one half inch tall plywood oriented strand board OSB or solid wood with the exception of balsa, small clearance pockets to accommodate minor protrusions permitted per R101 and or access holes needed to access mounting hardware in the wood backing are permitted, as long as they do not significantly affect the structural integrity of the bumper. Three quarters of an inch plywood and OSB refer to items sold by vendors. As that material and thickness, teams may not fabricate their own plywood or OSB. Other engineered wood, such as fiberboard or particle board, are not likely to survive the rigors of first robotics competition gameplay and thus not permitted per A. Note, three quarters of an inch plywood is often marked according to the actual dimension, 23 30 seconds, not the nominal size plywood sold as 23 30 seconds meets the requirement of A. B. Hard bumper parts allowed per A, E, F, and G must not extend more than one inch beyond the frame per perimeter. C. Use a stacked pair of two and a half inches round metal or hex pool noodles, solid or hollow, as the bumper cushion material. All pool noodles used in a bumper set, e.g. red set of bumpers, may not be modified, with the exception of cutting to length or cutting to facilitate mating pool noodles at the corners as required by R409 or deformed and must be the same diameter, cross-section, and density, e.g. all-around hollow or all-hex solid. Per R409, cushion material may extend beyond the end of the plywood in order to fill a corner. To assist in applying the fabric covering, soft fasteners may be used to attach the pool noodles to the wood backing, so long as the cross-section in, fig in figure 9-7 is not significantly altered e.g. tape compressing the pool noodles. 
two and a half inches pool noodles. Are pool noodles either sold as two and a half inches diameter or that measure between two and a quarter inches and two and three quarter inches diameter? All pool noodles used in a used on a robot must be the same in order to maintain the desired interaction between robots in the causes of bumper to bumper contact. Bumpers containing pool noodles of vastly different construction may cause a ramp effect when interacting with other bumpers. Minor noodle compression as a result of smoothing bumper fabric or rounding a frame perimeter corner is not considered deformed. Any compression beyond that, e.g. for the purposes of flattening the pool noodle, is deformation and a violation of C. D. Be covered in a rugged, smooth cloth with no additional coating applied by the team. Multiple layers of cloth and seams are permitted if needed to accommodate R405 and or R406. Provided in the cross-section in figure 9-7 is not significantly altered. Silk and bedding are not considered rugged cloths. However, 1000D Cordura is tape, e.g. gaffer's tape. Matching the bumper color is allowed to patch small holes on a temporary basis. It is expected that there may be multiple layers of cloth as fabric is folded to accommodate the corners and seams of bumpers. The cloth must be completely enclosed all exterior edges, surfaces of the wood and the pool noodle material. When the bumper is in installed on the robot, fabric covering the bumpers must be solid in color. E. Optionally use metal angle as shown in figure 9-7 or other fasteners, e.g. staples, screws, adhesives, etc. to, cl to clamp cloth. Optionally, uh, optionally use metal brackets, i.e. angle or sheet metal or other fasteners, e.g. staples, screws, adhesives, etc., to attach bumper segments to each other. G. Must attach to the frame perimeter of the robot with a rigid fastening system to form a tight, robust connection to the main structure slash frame, e.g. not attached with hook and loop tape, tape, or cable ties. The attachment system must be designed to withstand vigorous gameplay. All removable fasteners, e.g. bolts, locking pins, hip pins, etc. will be considered part of the bumpers. R409. Fill bumper corners. Corner joints between bumpers must be filled with pool noodle material. Examples of implementation are shown in figure 9-8. R410. Bumpers must be supported. Bumpers must be supported by the structure slash frame of the robot. To be considered a supported, to be considered supported, a minimum of quarter half inch at the end of each bumper wood segment must be backed by a frame perimeter. Ends include bumper parts which extend past the frame perimeter permitted by R408B. Additionally, any gap between the backing material and the frame. A. Must not be greater than quarter of an inch deep. Or B. Not more than eight inches wide. The intent of this rule is to make sure the bumper wood is properly supported to minimize the likelihood of breakage on impact. Flexible robot elements such as thin plastic do not accomplish this intent and are not considered structure slash frame of the robot.